0: You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, happy Tuesday. And uh, I'm so glad you could join me today. We kicked off a new series this past weekend at Eastside on Easter called He Gets Us. He Gets Us. And we're continuing that theme all week long on the podcast by looking at five ways that Jesus gets us, understands us. Yesterday, we looked at how he gets our emptiness, the emptiness in our souls that we... We try to fill in all the wrong ways. We considered Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well in John 4, and we learned yesterday Jesus understands this woman when he shares that he knows how she's been trying to fill the emptiness in her soul by, by jumping from one relationship to the next to the next. And Jesus reveals... The sin in her life, not to shame her, but to, but to help her realize he cares. And he puts his finger on the fact that there's a thirst inside of her soul that can only be met through the living water of Jesus. Now, having just revealed that he knew all of her dark secrets in her closet, the woman says to Jesus, sir, I can see that you are a prophet. I mean, she recognizes his knowledge of the details of her life as supernatural knowledge that could only be explained by the power of God. This Samaritan woman has just experienced the truth of Hebrews 4.13, that nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of God to whom we must give an account. Friends, there's nothing about us that God doesn't know. Jesus is saying, I know you. I, I know the sin that leads you to guilt, to shame, to broken relationships. I know the grand canyons of emptiness in your soul. And she was right. Jesus is the prophet who knows our secrets. He, he knows what you did last night. He knows when you're cheating in school. He knows when you're being deceptive with your spouse. For Jesus to know what he knew, she understood that his knowledge about her life came from God. And her response to being face to face with God's prophet was to ask this question. Our ancestors, our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but the Jews claim the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. And so she says, which is it? Many think she changed the subject to a theological question like that, to, to where, where to worship as kind of a smokescreen intended to divert Jesus' attention away from her sin. And while maybe that's the case, it could have also been a genuine expression of religious confusion. You see, the, the Samaritans had a tradition of worshiping on Mount Gerizim for over 950 years. For many generations, the Samaritans and Jews had opposing religious traditions. So it's easy to understand her confusion about whose religious traditions were right. The woman's sin was miraculously exposed by Jesus' prophetic words to her. She she couldn't hide her need for God's help. Where was she supposed to turn? Whose traditions? Which mountain? Whose version of truth was she supposed to believe? And confused by the opposing religious claims in her world, she asked, where do I turn to find God? Now, some people today are confused by the religious smorgasbord in our world. And in addition to all the non-Christian religions, there are hundreds of Christian denominations. So once a person becomes convinced they have a sin problem, where do they go to find God's help? That's the question Jesus answered that day. He understood her confusion and he answered her question in a way that astounds her. It's incredibly good news for the religiously confused. Jesus says, the time is coming when it's not going to matter where you worship. In fact, that time has come. He says, it's not really where you meet God that it's important, it's how you meet him. It's not about the ritual that you go through. What you need is not a religion, but a relationship. And her relationship with Jesus began that day. And their conversation continues. Jesus reveals his identity, that he's God's Messiah. And the woman was so excited about the new way of life that Jesus introduces her to, that she leaves her water pot, she runs back to the city, and she just says, come and see, come and see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And the woman's testimony was so powerful and authentic that nearly the whole city came out to see Jesus. Friends, this story makes it clear when it comes to our sin, no one can pull the wool over God's eyes. We don't need to hide from him because he sees it all. But the good news is Jesus understands our confusion and we don't need a religion with rules. We need a relationship with him. He gave his life to pay for our sin and to restore our relationship with God. And listen, you can call on him anytime from anywhere. Let's pray. God, thank you for these amazing truths today. And I thank you that it's not about the where we worship. It's about the who that we worship. That you hear us and you see us and you know our hurts, our void, our emptiness. You know our sin. We can't hide it from you. And we thank you that there's a living water of grace that's available for our souls. God, I need that for my soul. I know we all do. And may we live in a renewed awareness today that you're there and you forgive us and you make us clean through Jesus. And I ask it in his name, amen. Catch you back here tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Jean Apple.